As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The Saints made a smart decision re-signing Alvin Kamara. Now you can make a smart decision of your own. Sign up to become an annual Saints Happy Hour Fan Club patron and save 5% off the monthly rate. You get access to the Saints Happy Hour daily podcast ad-free. No ads ever. You get the Saints Happy Hour Booze Bundle, four swag items, amazing. Access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. What are you waiting for? This offer won't be around forever. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com, sign up, and save 5% today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. We have so much to discuss tonight. Um... I think we need to start with uh, the Saints. They got the Quan, Kevin. Quan, that's your word? Hell yeah, that's my word. You know, some dudes might have the coin, but they'll never have the Quan. What? What is? It means love, respect, community, and the dollars too. The entire package, the Quan. They got the Quan. Loomis did it again. It's not even Tuesday, Andrew. They're already making trades. We'll get to Chicago in a second. But uh, this is exciting. They got a linebacker. Uh, I am sad, though, because I have to play this. It's the, en- it's the end of Anzalone, right? Yeah, you, you say that, but uh, <laughs> currently one of them is healthy and playing, and currently one of them is not. Uh, I'll let you be the judge on which one's which. So, uh, Andrew, what are you drinking? And then tell us about As, Juan Alexander. Uh, I was going to say, Dave seems mighty confident in our uh, in, in uh, Anzalone's shoulders right now. Italians got to stick together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my people have been persecuted. Remember Sacco and Vanzetti? Uh, <laughs> my, uh, I knew Kevin would appreciate that. Kevin loves a good <laughs> historical historical joke. Um, <laughs> But, uh, shit. oh, uh, well, this is the furthest that Anzalone's ever gone into the season. So, I mean, you know, can you blame me for getting excited? It's like beyond week six and he's still playing. Okay, I was going to say, can you blame the Saints for picking up another linebacker knowing that they're not going to get any more? Yeah, they're like, uh, we're already on borrowed time here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about the pickup, but I was going to ask before we start the show, uh, now that there's a new Borat movie 
Uh, are we? Is it in to make Borat jokes again? My wife. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Have we come? Have we come full circle on that? What do you mean around. again? <laughs> You're are you are you implying that making Borat jokes at some point went out of style? Because I uh, I, I have to disagree with that. Fair. I am. I'm gonna choke Daniel Jones with my one good arm. He is a trash quarterback, and Tampa should be losing my more. He's pissing me off. Sorry. Um, the the Bucks are currently are they still losing though? They're still losing, but they should be losing by more. But Daniel Jones is a trash can. Fourteen um, to nine, the Giants over the Bucks. The Giants are going to blow this. No, of course they are. But but Andrew, let's talk about uh, you know Quan Alexander and what he brings to the Saints before we get to the Bears game, which the Bears game was amazing, and we're going to roast the stat nerds. I I got I got a bone to pick with them among other things. Well, if you're, I'm, I'm close to finishing my masterpiece. I'm on game five of his five games in 2020. And uh, if you're a $10 patron, you'll get to see that right up. I'm sure we'll do a podcast on that too. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a chance to watch some of his tape. And, um, you know, I think he's, look, I, first of all, we got to talk about the fact that he went to LSU. Oh, I was going to say. The Saints pick up, yeah, the Saints pick up an LSU I mean, player. So what happened to that? What happened to that narrative? What are we going to do with that? Kevin, the only thing that would have been more 2020 is if the Saints had traded for Quan Alexander, an LSU player. Go Tigers. And got a draft pick back. That would have made it the most 2020 thing. But, I mean, the Saints trading for an LSU player. Uh, Dave, I feel like I needed to go into my Y2K bunker. Like the the end times is near. You wait. You have a bunker. Yeah. <laughs> wait. You don't. No. Wait. 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 You're kidding, Ralph, right? No, I don't have a fucking bunker. Okay. <laughs> get that. Okay. Get out of here with that. Um. Well, uh, I believe what Al, Al Woods was the last. Technically, was the last LSU player drafted. No. Huh? No. Will Clapp. <laughs> oh yeah. Was he drafted? Okay. Will Clapp was drafted. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's not that, not that far fetched, but, uh, I mean, whatever I, I, I'm, 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 I'm preparing to throw shade at LSU, uh, later in the podcast. I'm not ready to do it just yet. I've, uh, I've Bury got something else in the works. Why you want to, why you want Brother to, Martin, you want high to school it? graduate will clap, by the way. Uh, we'll make him clap. <laughs> we'll make him clap. Yeah. Oh, I like watching Ralph try to clap. Yeah. That is mean. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That is so mean. coming out brutal here. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's like the uh, the only thing that was more brutal than that was uh, uh, Thomas Morstead uh, forgetting to put the laces out. It was all that Dan Marino's fault. Everyone knows that. If he had had <laughs> the ball laces out like he's supposed to, Ray would never have missed that kick. Dan Marino should die of gonorrhea and rot in hell. Would you like a cookie, son? Yeah, that... that They're was... little footballs! <laughs> I, I, love, I love how Juge asks, wait, is, is the, are the Borat jokes back back in style and we're, we're ripping sound from a movie that's like 20 fucking years <laughs> old here? Well, if you had watched the game, Kevin, you would have known that Will Lutz missed a field goal because Thomas Morstead didn't put the laces out. 
you know. Didn't know that was the specific case. All I heard, all I saw on Twitter, because I was following the game on Twitter, yeah. all I saw was just people talking about throwing Sean Fazan under the bus because he <laughs> literally talked about how Lutz had been perfect all year. We did that and last week, automatic. too. And, and to we Fazan's did. credit, he quote-tweeted himself or, or quote-tweeted somebody calling him out and saying, yeah, I'm going to take the blame for that. Yeah, we did that, too. Um, Dave... People have requested your thoughts on the egregious refereeing uh, at the end of the game. Demario Davis caused a fumble, recovered the fumble, and the referees uh, called it a fumble, threw the beanbag, and then had a group discussion and realized that they needed to screw the Saints or try to and reversed it and said it was down by forward progress. Um. I'm, I'm, you know, I've got mixed feelings on this. I, I, I understand. It makes me yeah, want to vomit. I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe you're not going to get the rant you were hoping for. Um, I, you know, I've, I've got mixed feelings on it. Obviously, it was a very close play. It could have gone either way. And so I think, I think the prevailing theory is, well, they called it a fumble on the, uh, you know, they called it a fumble. They should have just kept it a fumble. Yes, right. And I mean, I get. I mean, I get that. But at the same time, uh... you gotta blow the whistle, though. That's how that. That's how that works. If you're, you can't, you can't let the dude rip out the ball, jump on top of it, recover it, run all the way to the end zone, celebrate with his teammates, and then go after discussion. We've decided that forward progress. That's not how that works. If you think forward <laughs> progress is stopped. You have to blow the whistle and blow the play dead right then and there. Not let think, it play out with all that fanfare. I think you should let it play out because that way – because you don't know what, who's right and what's right and what's wrong. And if you blow the whistle – the Saints have gotten screwed on a play like that. I think it was Cam Jordan a year or two ago when he recovered the fumble. He ran it all the way back for a touchdown. But they said, no, we blew the whistle. And the yep. play was dead, even though they went the back Rams, and looked at it. Let me ask you something. I have one more point to make. The point is, is we as Saints fans who have gotten screwed over so many times by shitty calls, <laughs> we should always be in favor of getting the call right. And if technically he had forward progress and it should have stopped the play, and that technically, even though they called it originally a fumble, if the correct call on the field was uh, or the correct call should have been forward progress, no fumble. Then that's what we should want. The I don't call to want. Be. We should we should want truth and 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 transparency. Let Look me at ask my you one this. good Let arm, Dave. I don't want I don't want truth and transparency. I want the Saints to start getting breaks. Yes. And by Unfair the way, fair breaks. Let, as we're roasting each other. We, let's just let the people know. Kevin didn't watch the game yesterday. He followed it on Twitter. But, Kevin, you could have watched the game because it was America's Game of the Week, but you put it on Fox and it was a goddamn commercial, so you didn't think you didn't, you thought you didn't have the Saints. You could have watched the game <laughs> right. yesterday. Right. It, it should have occurred to me when I kept seeing on Twitter people bagging on Troy Aikman. Yeah, what? Yes. yes. Well, like Troy Aikman apparently we kept calling out Drew Brees that and is saying stupid shit about stupid. Wake all up. Right, listen, yeah. for, first of all, this is a dark day and a flat-out embarrassment that Dave is defending the refs. So I'm disgusted <laughs> by that. It is. I'm not Se- defending the refs. Secondly, I mean, how truth. far have you fallen that you're you're now defending the refs yes. in a Saints game? Secondly, we, we I just want to – I, so I, I got to give uh, 
I, I got to give uh, my boy Samir, who I talked to about the game today. He, he, he asked me this question, but I, I got to ask it on this podcast because he's totally right. Let me play out this scenario for you. Same exact thing, except after forward progress is stopped, Demario Davis kind of lets up. Cole Komet gets out of his grasp. They don't blow the whistle, and he runs and scores a touchdown. You think they're going to stop the fucking play and say, oh, after discussion is forward progress. Is that, do you think they're going to take away a touchdown? You, no. you flip the script now. Let him score a touchdown. And I'm asking you, do you think the refs are doing the Saints a solid and saying, eh, forward progress was stopped? No way. Not a freaking chance. No way. We can cuss on here, Juge. You can say fuck. No fucking chance. There we go. Not a fucking chance. Just like the Giants have know. no chance in this game against the Bucs. Um, Already losing. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. And the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I want to say this. I... And, and I say this as we subscribe to PFF uh, to help Jude with his tape watching and grades and different analytics and stats that he wants. They gave Drew Brees like a 55 game rating today and ripped him and said his A dot, whatever the fuck that is. It was negative and say how bad he played against the Bears. He had two turnover plays. Dude, they don't even watch the fucking... There's 30-mile-an-hour wins. The Saints are down three receivers, and they win. And, yeah, they weren't great on third down. But, like, if that's bad fucking quarterbacking, the people at PFF that watch the games don't know what the fuck they're watching. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's infuriating because they have this aura of legitimacy in their grades and all this, and they're watching the game – they know less about football than me, and I barely know how to count to fucking four. All right? So I was just pissed off about that. I saw that on Twitter. That, that made me upset. Um, but my I, question I did is, see someone say that Breeze had the highest passer rating from weeks four through six uh, on, on PFF, the highest grade. And it just says, make up your mind, nerds. But, Kevin, <laughs> I, I, want to, I want to ask you this because you – deal well with philosophical questions and that sort of thing. Why do the stat nerds and the media, why do they hate Breeze so fucking much? They don't vote him MVP. They're always slighting him. And and it's not just because of the Yahoo Finance disaster in the summer. Like, why do they do this to him constantly? They had people wanting, they had legitimate NFL writers clamoring for Jameis yesterday when it was 13-3. What is what is the deal? I think some of it is, you could argue, small market. Uh, small market franchise that didn't have a history of success. 
So it's easy to ignore, Maybe. easy to sort of play, easy to sort of disregard. Because, uh, you know, with the NFL, most of the time a, a, a team will succeed and then and, and it'll last for a little bit. And then it'll they'll kind of slip off for stretches like 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 what happened with uh, with the Patriots is the is is the far outlier where they had so many years of dominance and, and, and playoff berths and all that kind of shit. So you get a guy that and look, when he was with the Chargers, he was he was just a guy. He was a he was top top half in in quarterbacking, but nobody was going to argue, oh, this guy in San Diego is is among the is among the top tier, even the second tier quarterbacks. So when he chooses to come to New Orleans and suddenly fucking is throwing four thousand yards hitting 30 touchdowns, arguably an MVP candidate in 06, arguably an MVP candidate in, what, 2011, uh, MVP candidate fucking uh, 2012. 2018, too, for the first half of the year. So so he's doing all those things, succeeding with with essentially a cast of of who's that. Who's a Super Bowl triumphs despite the fact that people just triumphs over Peyton Manning who was the who was anointed yeah. by fucking yeah, everybody really broke a whole bunch of records doing it under the radar essentially but I that I, I, I don't know I I, I, I mean, just, for, forget all that forget uh, all that he's 41 now and at today this season in 2020 He's the seventh-rated passer in the NFL. If you go by QBR, which some people say is a better metric, he's sixth. So if that sucks, when you don't have Michael Thomas and you don't have Emmanuel Sanders and you don't have Marcus Callaway and Benny Fowler, who sucks but is our best receiver right now because all those other three guys are gone, he doesn't have him either. Like – I don't know. The seventh-rated passer in the league, sixth in QBR, sounds pretty fucking good to me. Oh no, it does. Like I'm just saying, you you cycle all this shit through, then you get to him being 41. Suddenly, it's okay. It's it's a it's what I mean. It, it becomes it becomes a self-perpetuating media thing where it's like, okay, he's old. He should just sort of like fade out. And they should let the Jameis thing happen because that's a more interesting story. That's a more interesting well, narrative. You know, I, like, like it, it'll be it'll be that. Like, well, here's the thing that's frustrating me, Dave, is Tom Brady's going to come back and win this game against the Giants, and they're going to they, he's done it. They're ahead already. He's they're going to call him gritty and a winner and all this. Breeze does it yesterday. And look, I know he's not quite a media person, but Bill Simmons was saying the Saints aren't impressive. And I just looked at the Saints yesterday, and we'll get to the defense in a minute. But Dave, that game plan where they're down three receivers, the Bears know Alvin Kamara is going to get just a crap load of touches, and they didn't really have an answer for it. And it was an amazing performance, and I just want, I want Breeze to get credit for it. But my question to you is Kamara and Taysom Hill 
actually made a good appearance yesterday. <laughs> is that is that sort of uh, get you excited again? Are we back on the Are we back on the Taysom Hill? Um, can we fire I gotta, up the? Ta- I got. Before Dave answers that, I have to point out this great comment in the chat. This is from AP. He says, "Ralph, yeah. if you can count to four, at least you're smarter than Tom Brady." That's true. That's Continue. True. <laughs> uh, well, look, Ralph. To answer your last question to Kevin, you asked a simple question: How come people? Uh, why are people disrespecting? Drew Brees. Well, because there's a lot of dumb people in the world. Tomorrow's election day. You know what? There are going to be some people that are going to vote for Kanye. Okay. Those people that vote for Kanye, those are the same idiots who think that uh, Drew Brees is washed up uh, and uh, and who think, uh, you know, it's all done and, and we should put, uh, 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 you know, what's his face? Seamus Winston in. Uh, so that's your simple answer. Some people, I hate to break it to you, some people just have bad taste. And and the the, 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 the Worst problem is. Hey, is that a shot at me? Because I'm drinking Bud Light take Lime. Lead, baby. Right, like you and your beer. Like you have bad taste. And and, and the, the, the good thing about you, what I was gonna say is the good thing about it is you, you know you have bad taste. I there do. are some people out there that have bad taste, and they don't know they have bad taste. And they actually, what's even worse, they think they have good taste. And then they go around and they go talking about how great their taste is and how right they think there are and really they're not they're not right at all and those are the people that are saying negative things about Drew Brees and they're just people with stupid <laughs> bad taste okay now to go to your other question Taysom Hill I picked him as my uh player of the game last you week. did I forgot uh, about that I should have right. reminded me I could have so, cut that audio up for you that's okay I, I you know it's fine I've I've been right a lot this season I'm getting used to it um <laughs> And then the next. You know what I like about you? I hate to hear that. I hate (laughs) to hear that. That's um. Didn't I call a Lutz walk off win winning field goal? Or was that two weeks ago? Yeah, I don't know. Remember, you were were two weeks too early on that one. We do really need to go back and uh, right, right, grade ourselves. We need an intern just real quick. That could be a good segment. That would be interesting. We'll get the we'll get the prices rights thing whenever we're wrong. Uh, but uh, but then so talking about Alvin Kamara, you know, we talked about it last week. Is he in the pole position for offensive player of the year? Yes. You know, he, he's definitely looking like it. I mentioned Dalvin Cook. He had four touchdowns this week. They're two of uh, five, though. They don't they don't give. They don't I understand give that. I understand that. But if he if Dalvin Cook, you know, scores fucking 40 touchdowns it's gonna to be hard to ignore him uh you know dk metcalf i mentioned him i think he had another great game last week so i mean it's you know there's there's players out there yeah. but uh you know alvin Kamara is definitely uh he's on a winning team so he's got that going for him um and he's versatile he does it on the ground and and in the air which is uh which is i think what makes him I'm, such a special player and such a great player andrew i'm gonna ask you a football a serious football question, actually. Drew Brees has scored before the half in the two-minute drill five consecutive weeks before the half. The Saints have won four of those games. He scored even in the right at the, before the half against Green Bay, great throw to Emmanuel Sanders. I have a theory that Drew Brees is at his absolute – the best he's ever been at the two-minute drill – one, because he's got so so much institutional knowledge or whatever you want to call it with Sean Payton, the offense. But secondly, with no crowd, he can do whatever the fuck he wants at the line of scrimmage to manipulate. And it's that is as big of an advantage 
to Drew Brees as the Saints defense would have with the crowd. That's my theory why he's rocking in the two-minute offense. Am I wrong? No, I don't think you are. I think it helps him. It also helps the offensive line, you know, with communication, blitz pickups, all that. So, uh, especially on the road. So, I, I do think that makes a difference for sure. Uh, but, you know, if you hear Taysom Hill in the postgame conference just talk about why they're winning these close games, he flat out says it's the leadership we have on this team and, and the experience that Drew Brees has because – you know, you got to think of it this way. Look at all these rookie quarterbacks, and yes, they're paid, and yes, they're professionals, but they 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 get nervous, you know, in the two-minute drill. And I just think Breeze has done it so many times, and he's seen everything. He knows exactly where to go with the football. He knows exactly what he's going to see. And I just think he's probably flatlined. Like, if you took his blood pressure in those moments, it goes down, all right? And I, I just think he's cool as a cucumber ice water in his veins and that's why you see his best football all right we we i've waited i've got to we waited till like halfway through the show to, to get to the really great stuff chauncey gardner johnson <laughs> dave you got usurped your investigative journalism for the saints with with junior galette in the belt used to be the gold standard for Saints yeah. investigative journalism, but Evan Sachs, a follower of mine on Twitter and a good guy, he makes cool videos. He went Woodward and Bernstein and investigated what exactly happened with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Javane Sims. And Chauncey Gardner-Johnson snatched his mouthpiece. But Kevin, I asked Andrew this question, uh, or maybe we talked about it on the podcast, but I want you to give a more specific answer. Snatching the mouthpiece... That is very offensive. It's not Akeem Tlaib snatching the chain from Michael Crabtree offensive, but it's really offensive. Like, I can get why your boy Sims stewed for like 15 minutes on the sideline and wanted to get him. Your thoughts on the whole snatching the mouthpiece uh, did it deserve the ire that Sims had? Yeah, I don't know. I'm with Dave on this one. Like, why like, is that so offensive? Like, 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 like if you if you rip the mouthpiece off my helmet or whatever, um, is that really worth stewing for 15 minutes and then throwing <laughs> two two punches at a guy? Like, I think that's stupid. If it's the chain, if it was yanking the chain off your neck, I could see that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think that's dumb. Wasn't there an eye poke involved? Yeah, nope. like different players. Yeah, he kind of oh, yeah, maybe he kind of put his finger in CD's Chauncey Garden. I don't even know what the fuck to call him in his eye. Uh, oh no, no, no! CD Deuce did that, I guess, to him a little bit, maybe beforehand. Yeah. Wait, let's yeah. go back. Let's go back to Evan. Let's first of all, Evan's in the chat room and say everybody say hi. But uh, but let's go back. Evan says, let's see how many times Ralph calls him Sims before he realizes it's whims. Or did I just? Sorry, I I just blew that. Damn it, Evan! Sorry. Just because you got nine thousand retweets and you got mentioned in the Ringer and by Bomani Jones, don't be coming at me with mispronunciations just because you're a goddamn star now. Oh well, now I see. Now I gotta defend myself. Now my look. First of all, my <laughs> belt gate 
uh, investigative journalism. Uh, I was trying to I was trying to prove a felony. No crime was committed on the football field here, so I don't know. I think my my uh, my journalism was a little bit of more import, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, but that, I don't I don't mean to take any anything away from Mr. Sachs's uh, work. Uh, he did a fine fine job, but uh, no, but but. Just to go into a little detail, if you if you haven't seen what Evan came up with, but basically, you know, CD Deuce pulled his mouth guard, you know, eleven minutes of, of real time, of real not not game time, not clock time, but game time prior to the incident. Uh, this was right before uh, uh, Lattimore's interception, which, in and of itself, you could argue that the whole uh, event, the whole punching event was a momentum changer, a game changer. You could even argue that, actually. Um, but Wims never got back out on the field for a full 11 yeah. minutes and 30 seconds or whatever it was and uh, went out of his way to find CJG and, uh, and, and do what he did. Um, but can we just talk about, like, the, just the irony of all the players to be hit, <laughs> to get punched in the face on the Saints? It's, Tom Brady just got crushed. You don't see Gardner Johnson. Like, Some of Evan uh, said that he has lawyers in his mentions arguing if it's assault. <laughs> Snatching the mouthpiece. I mean, he did. It's he just... did like pop uh, Anthony Miller on the ch- on the cheek, see, like CD Gardner, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. So I I almost merged CD Deuce with. Garner Johnson called him CD Garner Johnson. Um, Ke- Kevin, do I even want to know what you're eating right now? Oh, it's ice cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the thing that was the most amazing of all of it, Andrew, is uh, Wims pops uh, Garner Johnson in the face in the helmet. He doesn't even flinch. Like, that dude clearly has been punched in the face multiple times. It didn't even phase him. Well, you've got to get, you've got to give him credit for, you guys mentioned it uh, on the post-game podcast, but you got to give him credit for not retaliating. Yeah. Sitting there taking it. Uh, he could have retaliated. He could have nullified uh, the penalty that uh, the Saints, well, that the, uh, that the Bears got. Uh, it could have maybe maybe not led to the interception on the next play. Um, so it, good on good on him for uh, for just taking it. And it was just funny because he got hit the first time. And he he was like really just surprised. I mean, you could see him like just step back or just take his head back, and he's like, "What's going on here?" And bam, he got hit again. <laughs> he was like a he was like a dog when a cat comes up to the dog and like slaps the dog <laughs> in the face, and the dog is like. What are you doing, cat? Um, but I have to say, you know, Andrew made the argument on the on the post game show that that people like Junior Gallette because he was kind of a jerk uh, until he wasn't, and then people got hated him. But on on a scale, I, I feel like CD uh, CD Deuce at his peak right now, like this is more enjoyable even than Junior Gallette's body bag because Junior Gallette's like. Smack talk. He never fought, like fought with other players during games, did he? I don't remember this. This is delightful. Like, oh, he was the master trash talker. You're, you're once again, Ralph, prisoner of the prisoner moment. of the moment. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I don't remember any specific... Recency bias. Recent. I am the king of that. <laughs> um, see, he was surprised by the punch because he forgot he snatched the mouthpiece because it happened so long ago. <laughs> and being an asshole is second nature to him. That's what it... That's what it was. Um, but, like... With this defense, Dave, as we as we as we move away, does, does anybody have any final thoughts on uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson? Well, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, between Michael Thomas and uh, Wims, has now cost NFL players three games this year. <laughs> so I, I I don't know what the NFL record is for number of players and number of games suspended in a year is, but. <laughs> His tally is now three. Three. So let, let, and opposing... that's, in, that's in seven games. So let's see how, how many Kevin, more he can pile up. Kevin, over opposing under CD Deuce getting players suspended three and a half by Vegas. He's up to three. Can <laughs> oh, he he's gonna, to... He'll, find a way to, he'll find a way to get somebody else suspended for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll take that three and a half. Sure. Dave, this defense yesterday was incredibly uh, frustrating because they managed to allow they managed to let the Bears have their longest pass player of the year, their longest running player of the year. Yet they sacked Foles five times. They had an interception. Uh, they had a for the first time ever, the Saints had a dropped interception, and Saints Twitter was happy they did it when Lattimore dropped the, <laughs> dropped the play on first da- fourth down. The first time ever the no-catching motherfuckers dropped an interception, and it worked out for the Saints. Um, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience and is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replacement blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turn off. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. So they were wild. You suck. So they were wild. I think think you're behind. I think, Andrew, I think fast forward your thing. Well, I'm on my phone because I'm doing this. You're I, don't like, have a, I don't have a TV in here. so You're like way behind because you're bitching at Daniel Jones, but he just completed a pass to Golden Tate over the middle. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. And they're driving, so uh, yeah, this is going well. They're driving. And by the uh, way, Tom Brady had a touchdown pass, so I think that means he's now tied with Breeze. For, that's right. That's uh, right. Touchdowns, so. they, but, they, he, they, but he is a game ahead. Right. ESPN didn't have a full right. breaking news banner or the birthday confetti like Twitter does. 
when Tom Brady tied the record or broke the record. But, Dave, this defense now, how are you feeling about it after yesterday? Because they, they looked really good at times and really horrible at times. What's your feeling on the defense uh, after I mean, it's, You know, you after... guys talked about it. It's, it's frustrating because they're, they're schizo. They're totally fucking schizo. <laughs> they – it's, you know, it, you preface this whole question. They – they do some things very good sometimes, very well sometimes, uh, and they still do some things very poorly, uh, specifically the big plays. They're still giving up big passing plays. Uh, and it's so it's it's frustrating. But I guess, uh, you know, if we want to look at the bright side, earlier this season it was mostly bad. Um, so now <laughs> if it's a little, if it's a 50-50 mixture of good and bad, then I think that means they're heading in the right direction. Oh, shit, Daniel Jones just got picked off. No! God oh damn my it! God! Uh, no! It, was God, it? Was I it hate deep to hear in, that. Uh, I hate to no. hear that. No, they're in their own territory. Uh, um, Daniel Jones is such. A, anyway, trash. so uh, again, if if you want to look on the bright side of things, it seems like maybe they're they are improving. They're not do they're not totally terrible. They're only half terrible now, <laughs> and maybe we're heading towards uh, just a little terrible, which would be great. You know, maybe we'll just give up one. You know, one fifty plus. Passing play a game if we could limit it to that maybe that'd yeah. be good. Uh, you know beggars can't be choosers here. I'm not asking for uh, miracles. Uh, just give me something to work with. Andrew, to plug the grades. By the way, you should become a ten dollar patron so you can get the booze bundle um, from my wife, and you get access to Andrew's gate. Andrew, tell them about my boy David Onyemata. Being your highest-rated defender for the year. Yeah, well, his GPA isn't great, but it's the best. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, it's it's fair. He's been the most consistent. Um, I don't know that he's been dominant, but I think you got to give him props of the decisions the Saints made this offseason. That's feeling like one of the better ones right now. Um, he's earning his keep. He's been consistent. He's stopping the run. He's getting a little pass rush going. And honestly, on the defensive line. I don't know that I expected to say that he would be the guy playing the most consistently, and yet here we are. All right, this is a this is around the horn question on this defense. I'm giving you magical powers, and you can make one Saints player on the defense play to their potential. Kevin. Who on the Saints defense, if I say you, no. can, you can have a magic No, don't you... start with me. Don't start with me. I have to, I have to look at the depth chart. <laughs> okay, Dave, I'll start don't with you. Start with you can, can you guys make help one Kevin Saints out in the player. chat room give him some answers? You can't, you can't make them great, but you can make them play to their full potential. What's this the player on the defense? One. Sorry. I'm sorry that I get to go first because the rest of you are going to have a hard time. But uh, I think the I think the obvious answer is Cam Jordan. He hasn't played his potential all season. We haven't seen that yet at all. Yeah. If like yeah. if we could get a little if we could get his his full potential, uh, we'd be in a lot better shape in the pass rush department. Absolutely. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah, Fredo. Fredo in the chat says Trey Hendrickson, but honestly, he's he's already playing to his full potential. <laughs> Yeah, um, what? Yeah, he's maxed out. I mean, I'll, I'll pick Lattimore, um, and Kevin, you should pick Demario Davis. But I, I uh, I'll go with Lattimore, and 
I, I think his full potential is top five corner, and I'm not sure he's playing like a top 50 corner right now. So, um, you know, obviously if he could be locked down, and we're talking about the top receiver yeah. every week, right? It was Allen Robinson this week, but yeah. it'll be Mike Evans next weekend. And you know, he's always matched up with the toughest guy. So if he can erase the best player, the secondary is going to look a lot better. Yeah, I was going to say um... – I was going to say Kevin's going to say Kiko Alonso. Got one. He thinks I've Kiko Alonso should play up to his full potential. I'm going to say I'm going to say Jack Rabbit because he more even more so than Lattimore. I know Lattimore can be a top 5 corner, but Janoris Jenkins when he is at his best, he's getting interceptions more so than Lattimore, more so than anybody in the secondary. So he's my pick. Uh, and it's just fun to say Jack Rabbit did something great. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, you Kevin, you, Kevin, you're gonna go with Quan Alexander? No, Ralph, I want you to cue up, cue up the greatest soundbite in this show's history. What? Which one? They're all so good. <laughs> oh which boy! One? Take it to the top. In whose opinion? Shy Tuttle. Oh, oh deception! Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin wins. Well he doesn't even watch well the games and he wins. We should all be ashamed. Yep. Fucking Brady. Um, Wait, what happened? He just completed a pass. I just hate him so much. I just, I'm tired of Brady getting all the old man love that Drew deserves. That's what I'm tired of. Right, and they're only about to put up 20-something points, just like just like Drew did. Yeah. And uh, he's got Gronkowski and Mike Evans. Yeah, we were playing the Bears, not the freaking Giants. <laughs> yes. The uh, one interesting thing is that I think uh, we sort of take for granted maybe is the Saints special teams yesterday – Deontay Harris had another good return, Andrew. And I know uh, Morstead struggled a little punt, punting the ball in the wind, uh, and he had laces out. Um, but the special teams, man. Laces in. Laces in. When you, uh, when you, when you play all these one-score games that the Saints have had, I mean, they're, they're, they've won four in a row, but it's by a combined 15 points. When you play these one-score games, I know the stat nerds say that it's, it's luck and it'll regress to the mean and I get all that but I tend to think teams that it might regress over time but teams that lose one score games all the time I think you can point to things of they turn the ball over all all the time and they have shitty special teams and the Saints do neither of those things what is more important do you think the great special teams or um the fact, well, no, that's a dumb question. The tur- turnovers is always none. But how critical are great special teams? Well, it's uh, the phase of the game. You know, there's three phases, and that's that's a pretty big one. So um, I, I, it's certainly the most overlooked. And I think when you add up that now Will Lutz has only missed one kick all year, and Deontay Harris is probably the most dangerous returner in the game, Thomas Morstead, by the way, ugh, I, I, I looked at this today. He has the worst average in the league. Oof. Funny. He is dead last. 
Uh, so I don't know. Maybe that's why they there. have two punters on the roster. Well, they don't actually, because one's on IR. But but nice try. <laughs> uh, that was that was, that was that a cute idiot. Uh, yeah, anyway, look, special teams is critical. I, and it's, it, this is nothing new last year when they went 13 and three, it was a huge part of the team's success. Yeah. So I don't think that that's like a crazy hot take or anything. Yeah. I, I you know, we're almost to the midpoint. They're going to play the huge game on Sunday night. By the way, the ratings are going to be monstrous. All these people that aren't watching football and yada, 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 the first Tampa game, Opening week drew huge ratings. This one on Sunday night is going to draw even more massive ratings. Um, so take that. But as we get to the midpoint of this year, what the, the thing that's so crazy about the defense, Dave, is even on Yamada, who's my boy and I stand for him, and, and even Andrew said, look, his grade, even though he's the highest-rated defender, he's not exactly lighting the world on fire. The thing that's so sort of perplexing about this defense is there's no one on the defensive side where you can point to and you could be like, that guy's a lot better than he was in 2019. And I, I just – is. Is it the most surprising thing as we sit here after seven games that the defense has completely regressed in every conceivable way? Is it the most surprising thing about the season? You don't think Trey Hedrickson is playing better this year than he was last year? Mm, that's a good point. I mean, he I mean, he was playing really good at the end of last year and he was he rocked it in the playoff game against Minnesota, but so I guess if you want to if you don't want to if you want to say the playoff game doesn't count towards the 2019 season i guess i'll give you i'll give you trey hendrickson but overall <laughs> everything's worse about the defense the pass rush the secondary all of it is that the most uh, yeah. is it the most surprising that... thing about 20, 2020 um is it the most surprising thing about 2020 uh, I don't know. I mean, if you told me CD Deuce was going to get punched in the face twice in one season, <laughs> I probably would have said, no way, you're you're pulling my chain. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know. There's a lot of... I, there, I, I need, a, like I a, need a ruling, I Kevin. Does CD Deuce getting punched twice, <laughs> does that count as on-field activity? <laughs> yes. I'll tell yeah. you. I'll tell you how bad the state of the defense is. I would say that Malcolm Jenkins is probably the third best player on the defense right now in terms of just current form, and he's really not playing that great. Wow. He bitch-slapped Jimmy Graham, though, because Jimmy Graham is completely washed, and Malcolm Jenkins owned him. Poor Jimmy. Yes, he did. Poor Jimmy Graham. He, he made two mistakes. The mistake of leaving and pissing Sean Payton off so they traded him, and then he made a mistake – taking all that money from Green Bay and not coming back in 2018. He made the mistake twice. Uh, that was that was probably a good decision. That, yeah. add, add that to the list, Ralph, of of things Mickey Loomis wanted oh to my. do that he was saved from. Oh, my God. That Mickey Loomis's superpower is not being able to make horrible moves that he wants to because Jadavion Clowney, Dave, is fucking – terrible for the titans and 
I mean, we were all excited, but I'll take it. I'll admit, I was the most excited of us. Um, it's true. So, it's another move that works out. Um, but I guess that's a good that's a good segue. That's a good segue to my next question, uh, Kevin. Before we get to the before we get to the hotline, which let me just say, the hotline this week, it is amazing. We have we have a nominee for the the greatest hotline. It might be a top five greatest moment of this podcast. It's a, it's a call from it's an international patron. It's just amazing. But um, uh, we'll get to that. I totally I totally uh, lost my train of thought. You were about to play uh, a clip, right? From no, calls? I was about. I was about. Oh yeah, I was about to play. I was about to play. Uh, I was about to play this because the Saints they traded with the the San Francisco and let's just be real, uh, Mickey Loomis won again. He trade raped you. You've been trade raped. So they took advantage of San Francisco, Dave, uh, and got uh, Quan Alexander for a song, but they got till three o'clock tomorrow. And they still got a second, a third, and a fourth round pick. Well, no, they don't have a third. They got. Well, can you can you can you trade the? You can't. No, they can't trade the. No. Compens, they can't trade the. Can't trade. Pick. Can't trade the comp. Can't trade the comp pick. So they still got lots of ammunition to burn. Sorry, Kevin. Um, but <laughs> what are they gonna do before three o'clock tomorrow, Dave? Oh, man. Uh. The reality, probably nothing. What? Um, what you want me to say? God, I hate to hear that. Sign... I hate to hear that. They're gonna trade. Uh, they're gonna get JJ <laughs> Watt for the entire 2021 draft class. <laughs> oh my! God. I hope you're. Ha- I hope you're happy. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Kevin, if they can get out of, if they can get out of tomorrow and make a trade and come out of tomorrow still having their first and second round pick in 2021, will you consider that a win? Yeah. Yeah. And I hate that I have to say that. We're going to wind up with fucking, you know, three or four picks again, but then who the fuck, you know, fucking 2009 the team only had four picks and yeah. i was i wasn't fucking happy about it then and so that turned out well so yeah i don't know Vaughn, shit obviously Zach Vaughn is a terrible pick man he just and think they were desperate teams refused their advances they were willing to give up more to get him and he's a total fucking bust in 2020 um so this hotline Dave is 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 so excited about the hotline. He 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 pesters us all. He's like, "Do we have hotline? Do we get good calls? Do we have it? I can't what is take it? it. I can't take it anymore." He pesters us. Well, Dave, that is such a fucking exaggeration. This this might Not be really. A, Not I really. Text, Dave. I, I texted you once today to ask you what was on the hotline. That it felt just, like a dozen. The other times time. I pester you is because I left a fucking hotline message, and I know you're not going to check it. So I'm just making sure you get my hotline. <laughs> fair, fair enough. But this this week's hotline, it's amazing. So uh, so let's get to it. It's time for this week's hottest takes from the Saints Happy Hour Hotline. 
I just want to conduct a search party for Sean Payton's balls because his ambush and flea flicker and challenge flag rain and days are over, and he's now the guy who bent over for Goodell and doesn't trust his future Hall of Fame quarterback to get eight yards with the game on the line. As we've learned with anything in 2020, it's all just a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> so fuck it. Uh, that's it. That's, that's, the, that's the voicemail. That's it. That's it. Play me on the show. Uh, don't play me on the show. I don't give a fuck. Jesus fucking Christ. I just got to say one thing. I am an active 24-year-old, and every time I watch the fucking Saints this season, I feel like I'm losing 15 years off my fucking life. That is all. Game just what? ended. It, it wasn't pretty, but no, I mean, our best three wide receivers were out. We're 5-2. and two. It's October or November now, but it, look, as we got the win, 5-2. and two. Who that baby? Let's go. Have you ever wanted to leave anywhere more in your life than Sean Payton wanted to leave Chicago? I hated every single moment of that game, and I think <laughs> we're all worse off for having watched it. That being said, we still won, so fuck it. Love the show, thanks. Dude, so for like six weeks, I've been calling the Saints Happy Hour Hotline, leaving, you know, Freaking vulgar messages to you guys, swearing, bitching about, you know, wow, fucking trashy wide receivers, all of that. And then turns out I found out last weekend that I had one number wrong, so I've just been leaving, you know, situated, <laughs> vulgar-laden voicemails to just some random dude in New Orleans. And then he finally texts me. He's like, why have you been leaving me all these voicemails? Um, so that was, you know, that sucked. I thought all this time my voicemails just sucked and you guys are, you know, assholes not wanting to include me. Um, so yeah, I guess I've been, you know, just leaving a random dude. Fucking voicemails was full of swear words the whole time. Anyway, so we've got. That's the most amazing. That, that, that might not. Ne- it, we might do the show ten more years. It it will never be topped. Your boy is leaving vulgar voicemails to some random person, and the random person is like, "Dude, why are you texting me about Marcus Williams being a trash pile?" That that I I'm. This is, this is what we need to do. We need to figure out find out what number he was calling and get that guy on the show and get his yes. thoughts and opinions on uh, on these random voices. <laughs> yes. Yes. By the way, speaking of uh, speaking of segments, Ralph, tell us about uh, since I can't watch them anymore oh, yeah. since WWL TV doesn't put your video on. Yeah, that's uh, annoying. That's really annoying. On your articles. Uh, tell us about your morning yeah. gig uh, with Eric Paulson this morning. So, so I, in the morning, I, I tweet out, like, when I set up at, like, 6.30, I'm like, hey, everybody join me. I'm going to be on with Eric in, like, 15 minutes. So Sheba Turk tweets me back. She's like, go get him, Ralph. Uh, so I was like, I got to come up with a good insult for Eric because, Eric, Dave, you, you grade. You know, he's been owning me all year. But I came with Randy Macho Man Savage from the top rope today. I told Eric, I said, CD Deuce – is the play, the Saints player that most reminds me of you because everybody bo- wants to punch you both in the face. And Whoa. he was stunned Whoa. and he's just like, let's move it along. I Whoa. knocked him the fuck out. Ow. I'm never going to – that's like – I'm never going to top that you coming beat, at Eric. You got like, to get stands of this shit. You, you got to just get out. You're, you're, you just got to get out. His helmet was off when you landed that punch, though. That's yeah, I know. It was, it was great. That's probably yeah. – 
I don't even think beating less East for the the AP column of the year could make me happier than than giving oh, it to Eric who, Paulson. Who are morning. you kidding, Ralph? Who are you kidding? Was that because there. was that because Paulson pulled your uh, your mouth guard week two? Yeah, he uh, did. your week two interview. He does. He does. Took you six weeks to get back at him. <laughs> and of Good course, job, they, way to go. of course, they don't po- post my moment of glory. I was very, very disappointed in that. Um, uh, before we move on, I had one other thing to say about the game. I had one stat that I didn't see anybody else talking about. Uh, I wanted to be sure to mention uh, the Chicago Bears had 23 points on Saturday. Uh, three fewer than the Saints. But of those 23 points, 17 of those points were scored by Tulane alums. Oh, wow. I just wanted go. to mention that. Tulane is practically uh, carrying the Bears on their shoulders <laughs> thanks to uh, nine, nine, sorry, uh, 11 problem. points from Cairo Santos and uh, six points from trash. Darnell Mooney. Well, that, that explains why their offense is so inept. Yeah, well, it doesn't help. That's for sure. All right. Uh, but uh, anyway, you know, I had to go out of my way to make sure we were all aware of that. Uh, well, it's too, bad. it's too bad they weren't playing Temple. They might have won a game. The one <laughs> thing we didn't mention, I'd forgotten about it, but the the the, uh, the hotline reminded me of it. Kevin, Sean Payton, his clock management, yes, it was egregious. Like, And he's usually so great at it. I mean, that was Art Shell, if you're a certain age, or – or Herm Edwards or Andy Reid, bad like you. You're setting up to Les kick Miles? that field. Are you? Is it, Les, is it Les Miles bad? I mean, it's close. It's close. When you kick that field goal, Kevin, you gotta run that clock down, and you gotta either Saints win or it's a tie. You can't give Chicago the ball back with a minute thirty-five with a chance to win. Like it was, it was, it was staggeringly bad. Like I was. I was stunned because Sean Payton's usually so good at it. I mean, he he must have had <laughs> like I like like I want to say you would have to have absolute confidence in your kicker, but the fact well, that he missed one—that was one definitely earlier, the case. That was definitely right, the case. right, yeah, right. But, but it's like the fact that he missed one earlier in the night, yeah, earlier in the day, like that would. You know? Yeah, but, like... Do you guys think the wind would have had anything to do with that? Like, that there was... Maybe the wind had died down, and he was no, thinking, because, well, because, we, we run it in the line three times, maybe a gust will come in. And... No, because if that was the case, Sean Payton would have mentioned it after the press conference. He was like, yeah, we need to look at, like, running the clock down. Like, he knew... He knew that they botched it, but I think it's like the caller in the hotline said. He just wanted to get the get the hell home. He was cold, and he's like, kick the damn field cold. I'm cold. I want to get out of here. <laughs> my ex, I don't know. My, got, it, it makes, got a it makes, lady waiting for me down at the tarmac back home. Come on. There's, I, it, makes, <laughs> it, makes, it makes zero sense. There's no reason why you can't run two. You want to kick it on third down? Fine. There's no reason why you can't run two plays and run the clock down. I, I don't get that. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. And the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. 
BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so we got we got questions. Andrew, you get in the Play Discord. the music. Oh yeah, good. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Dave. God, the Giants are really blowing this. Oh yeah, they're blow. It's not, but it's past tense, Juge. It's blown. <laughs> I would love I to mean, go to a wedding with you, Ralph. Finger guns. It's Monday night. Make sure you do jazz hands, Ralph. Jazz hand. <laughs> so, that here, so here we go. We got, we got, we got, we got questions. Check in, get in the Discord channel, Andrew, to make sure we don't miss uh, people because the, the patrons. Uh, we like to make sure we answer their questions. So, Dave, um, how come it took so long for the injected witch doctor frog intestines to work for Drew Brees? And when he sues them, will he get more than his fake diamonds are worth? If he sues who? The, the doctors who yeah, injected him work. with whatever that's making him play it didn't better work now? Soon enough, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any uh, any magical medicine here. I think it's just a case of, uh, you know, like we've said before, uh, he's like an old lawnmower. You know, it just takes a little bit to get warmed <laughs> up, but once he gets going, uh, he's all reliable. Andrew, this is a good football question from Cody. How is Aaron Glenn escaping scrutiny? Is Aaron Glenn's DB practice to find an alleyway off veterans and huff paint thinner? Mm. Yeah, no, it's a good question. He's been good for so long. We've kind of said he's the Saints' best assistant. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Sean Payton wouldn't let him that. leave, man. Cincinnati, two years ago, was like, we want him to be the defensive coordinator. Sean Payton was like, no. Um Here's a question from Freddie, uh, Kevin. How many times will Hit the Quan get played in the locker room after he kills Tom Brady? 73. <laughs> uh, Take it to the top. 103. <laughs> uh, Giants are still alive here if they got fourth and one here. Ooh, are they going to kick a- it? No, I think they're going for it. I think oh Arians my God! No, they're going for it. More, Dave. More disliked. CD deuced by Bears receivers, or the Hard Rock Hotel by New Orleanians, or the Saints by the refs. What was the first one? CD deuced by what? The Bears receivers. Oh, uh, definitely the Hard Rock uh, <laughs> for New Orleans residents. Ooh, this is this is a good question for you, Andrew, because you you hate this person uh, that is involved in the question. If uh, if CD Deuce played for the fa- for the Falcons, would he be more hated than Roddy White? I think so. Oh, yes. Now they're kicking it. I yes, I will say yes. So. So that's my question, Andrew. Do they have any questions? I got, I got a bunch. Yeah, I got a bunch in the Discord. Um, let's go, uh, Kevin. This first one's for you. 
Uh, has CD Deuce changed his game plan from trying to cover and tackle receivers to trying to get them kicked out of the game? We know he works on this in practice. <laughs> I, I, I might appreciate it if that was his strategy. might be something I could actually pay attention to and follow. Hmm. Uh, Dave, do you think Michael Thomas plays next week? Uh, no, I don't. I, I Look, I... I... I don't think that uh, I, I know that there's been people that have been talking that they think uh, something weird is going on with Michael Thomas in the locker room, attitude problems, teammate problems, whatever. I don't necessarily think it's that. I am concerned that uh, we're like getting into another like Delvin Bro situation where he's got these health issues and he's being misdiagnosed or whatever. And like he just like cannot get healthy and cannot get back on the field. That's my that's my uh, worst nightmare. Well, Buccaneers kick the field goal. They're up by eight. Daniel Jones is going to get the ball back with three and minutes throw and another pick. Seconds. That's what's going to happen. They need yeah, a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Here comes the, here comes the pick. Uh, <laughs> this isn't really a question from Luke42, but he says, why do we continue to evaluate the defense as if it should be the 85 Bears? No defense has all 11 players make, playing mistake-free for 16 games. Busted coverages aside, this defense is playing better and is above average uh, for this era of football. So that's a no. statement. No, they're not. A, yeah. they're, they're like they're like twenty eighth or thirtieth in uh, in DVOA for defense. They're not good. You, you know the defense is top ten in the league, only because they're number one in penalties, and that doesn't count against <laughs> yards yielded. But it, but he does make a point in that I think they. I don't. We know what hopeless defense looks like. We saw it in 2012, 2014, 2015, 2016, where it's just, you know, the players are garbage, the scheme is kind of garbage, and it's hopeless. And we've seen that. I don't feel hopeless with this defense. I still feel like they can get it together and they're, they're, they can play better. I don't know how much better, but they can, pl- they can get somewhere between 2018 really good and 2019, kind of good. So I'm I'm not giving up hope yet. So I, I like that. Okay. Question. All right. I got two more questions. This first one's for you, Ralph. How can Sean Payton convince Breeze that all four quarters are a two-minute drill? And is Drew a better play caller than Sean this season? Well, I don't know. If, I, I think Drew uh, – Sean's still calling most of the plays in the two-minute. I mean, the thing with the Saints is if he could convince him – I mean, it'd be it'd be tricky. I don't know what you would maybe maybe like if 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 Drew starts thinking about Jimmy John's right before the half. Maybe they could have like a sandwich on the sideline for him to like tempt him to get him like thinking it's it's the two minutes. I don't know. But the thing is with the Saints too is to play the two minute all the time. You got to play hurry up, and the Saints like that ain't their bag anymore. Like they got to possess the ball, got to do that sort of thing. But uh, maybe a Jimmy John sandwich to tempt him, to make him think it's happening. Kevin, it... Kevin, will Mickey Loomis go YOLO and get Patrick Peterson? <laughs> I mean, how many more picks are they going to have left for 2020? Or 2021, I should say. Those are unnecessary. Not after they trade for J.J. Watt. That's right. It's The J.J. Watt's... Um, the... Yeah, no. Like, I mean, look, that that would be one Peterson I would be happy to have on the team. Uh, <laughs> nice. So, but uh, man, all that, all them picks, fuck, no. Yeah. All right. 
We got to get to uh, the game Sunday. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Saints at Tampa, Sunday night, NBC, 720. 715. Uh, Andrew, the Saints are a four point underdog as of now to wow. the Bucks. Uh, who you got? And more importantly, um, who will be your. They want to bring him to camp. He looks like a star of the day for the Saints. All right, here's the deal. Clearly, no one else wants to do the Saints' dirty work for them, so I guess they're going to have to do it themselves. All I've been hearing all year is about <laughs> Tom Brady and the Bucks. They've lost to the Saints, by the way. They played. Yeah. These two teams played, and one of the two teams won, and it wasn't Tom Brady. just want to point that out. Uh, but I, I already know the national media is going to say that it was Tom Brady's first game. and he's, yeah, I, I, I know that's coming, so... What are they going to be able to say? What's going to be the excuse when the Saints sweep their ass, take back first place? Uh, so, you Godwin's know what? Michael finger. Thomas is going to come back. 
Uh, it's going to be his first game since the last time he played, which was also against the Bucks, and he didn't play well <laughs> against the Bucks. I think he remembers that, that he had like two catches for 17 yards, and it's a team against which he got hurt. So he's furious. He's going to want to play well. He's my player of the game. Saints 31, Bucks 21. Dave, who you got? Wait, what was your what was your 31, score? 31 21. 31 21. Oh, I thought he said 21 21. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll go with the tie. <laughs> <laughs> we keep the tiebreaker if we tie. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Ralph, you mentioned the line is uh, four. Uh, Bucks four. That may change. Uh, if the Giants can pull out this win here, that's not happening. Uh, the public, the public spo- spoiler alert: they won't. Well, the Giants—they've uh, only got second and fifteen, but uh, they're on their forty-two-yard uh, line. Uh, but um, it's going to be a close game. I, I think these are, even though they've played each other this season already, uh, I think, and it's only been eight weeks since they've last played. I think that. Uh, they're a lot different than they were back in week one. Uh, I think both Tom Brady and Drew Brees have warmed up a little bit. Um, uh, I, I think uh, obviously they may have uh, they may have uh, what's his face? Uh, <laughs> what's his uh, nut job wide receiver guy? Oh, yeah, Antonio Brown. <laughs> what's this? Yeah, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much he's going to contribute his first game with a new team uh, after being away for so long but um uh, but i think it's going to be a close game i think it's going to be a very close game i do not think this is an easy a walk uh, an easy win for the saints uh but i'll say i'll say uh saints 27 uh bucks 26 refs 15 <laughs> yeah saints are going to win by one point and wow. uh my player of the game, I was right last week with uh, uh, Taysom Hill. This week, I'm going to be right again. I'm going to say Deontay Harris. He's going to have a uh, either a punt return or a kick return uh, for a touchdown. Kevin, who you got? I was literally thinking 27-26. Remember um, to watch the game. It's on NBC so, this week, buddy. So now I'm going to change that. I'm going to go... If it feels right, it feels right, Kevin. Come on, man. <laughs> when you know, you know. When you know, you know. Yeah, I don't think they. Yeah, I don't think the Saints cover uh, either. I'm gonna say. I'll say thirty to twenty-seven. Saints. Saints. Well, they their Saints are underdogs, so they cover. Wait a minute. Tampa's about four. Wait, okay. Fuck. Well, Saints are winning. Fuck. I thought, never mind. Whatever. Ignore me. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Listen, I- I'm going to use Nice with that audio. Um, <laughs> and I'll say for the he- hero of the game, I will go... I'm looking at the I'm looking at the depth chart, trying to see a name that just jumps out at me and says, "Pick me, pick me, pick me." And Dave left the chat here. Um, Chauncey Gardner, CD Deuce being the player of the game. I'm gonna say Cam. I'm gonna say Cam Jordan gets three sacks. Three. 
Wow. I'm going to say I'm, Cam Jordan gets three sacks. What do you think this is, 2019? I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna t- tell all y'all people, y'all are wrong, and I'm going to play this sound bite. You think oh, you God, know, but you don't know, and you never will. Are you picking Tampa? No. Saints, 38. Tampa, 17. And yeah, right. Monday night, it's Monday morning, America is going to be like, holy shit. Maybe the Saints are the best team in the NFC. The Saints are going to wreck Tampa. The D, it's all going to come together, as Hannibal uh, Smith from the A-Team would say. I love it when a plan comes together. Sean Payton is going to out-coach Arians. The defense is going to miraculously get a pass rush, create three turnovers, and romp the Bucks. And it's going to be the Saints' best performance of 2020, 38-17. In the fourth quarter, we're going to be making jokes, and I'm going to be building out the stuff for the Monday Big Show because it's going to be in the bag. That's how big of an ass-kicking it's going to be. How about that? Giants, fourth and 16. <laughs> Let's stay on the podcast until this play is fourth, over. Gotta how about this? this fourth and never happening. Just Well, it's, se- it's second and ten for me. So. <laughs> well, I hate to. I'll, I'll just, yeah, I'll just so, listen to what you, so, you say. So, Dave, can I, can I play this? Is it officially over yet? No, it's not. Fourth and 16. Here we go. Daniel Jones almost threw an interception on the third and 16 play. So we'll see what he does on the fourth and 16 play here. Two seconds, one second on the play clock. Here's Daniel Jones. He drops back three steps. Uh, he's throwing it. I got it! The first down! 30-yard line! Let's I'm not go. kidding! I am not kidding! First down on the 30! One minute and 11 seconds left. Come on, Giants. We're live, Let's go. live casting the rest of this fucking game. This is going to be pick if they get this they got to get the touchdown and the two-point conversion how did they drop that pick on third and 16 that was right in his hands i know how how is this how is this disaster going to end for the for the for the giants kevin i'm thinking it's going to end like this they have no timeouts what's going to happen is they're just going to run out of time they're just going to (laughs) fuck up and run out of time they are on oh they gave them the first on that last play they're on the 19 yard line they're in the red zone they got 40 they got 38 seconds left they're gonna wow. score and then watch. They're gonna Jones score gets... and then botch the two pointer. That's, That's that might be what. That might be what happens. I don't the take into account shit. All seconds. I take into account is they kicked our ass today. That's what I take into account. That's just gonna. We don't, have any, more, uh, we don't have any more questions to fill the time. What? What is? Oh, <laughs> Kevin, putting your hopes in Daniel Jones. What would be a worse thing to put your hopes and dreams in? Than Daniel Jones. Hoping, hoping that you learn how to masturbate with your left hand. <laughs> That's wrong. Well, well then. I'm wow. I'm right here. To the man. end zone, Daniel Jones. Touchdown! They score! Touchdown! <laughs> hey, uh, Ralph, you better start doing some hand exercises with that lefty. <laughs> oh, left hand, right, right. Uh, the crippled one. So now the two-point conversion will come, and it will not be good, and it will break our heart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, way to get all excited, Saints fans. I know yeah. how this movie ends. They're going to miss the two-pointer because the great Tom Brady. Well, so we can't – if they go to overtime, are we going to live cast overtime? <laughs> no. No, my battery on the phone's dying. All right. 
So well, Tanya, I'll drop out. You guys can soldier on. Well, Wait, no, no, I don't we're... know if he had two feet in bounds. They might call this back. Yeah. Are they... <laughs> they're trying, to get, a, they they're trying to get the playoff. Before that's they that's even... that's noted Saints killer Golden Tate, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. They stopped the clock. <laughs> Looks like the Bucks called a timeout. I thought they would have had to review that. Oh. Well, yeah, it's all scored, if, right? If they, yeah. if they get the two point, well, you know what? I should have played when, when Dave, when you called the touchdown, I should have played this. <laughs> Wait, no, save that for the two point. <laughs> oh no, that's, I think he got that's two definitely feet. that's definitely a touchdown, no doubt, no um, doubt. That's not even close. That's not even close. Super, yep, touchdown. Definitely. Not even close. Not even. Definitely close. a touchdown. I mean. Let me tell you, the Giants plus 12 and a half has one thing that it's good for me is it helped me avoid a total gambling apocalypse this weekend. Thank you, Giants. Uh, Two-point conversion is no good. Told you. What? You're ahead of us? Got a flag. No, I don't know. I'm reading the chat. Uh, Daniel Dovel. Oh, flag. Did I say that right, Daniel? Daniel Dovel? Duval? <laughs> I probably guess Duvel. I think it's double. I'll guess Duvel. I'm gonna guess Duvel. Yeah, Duvel. <sighs> flag. All right, they're they're con- they're convening. They're talking about what this is flag is gonna be. After after what is it? After discussion. After discussion, we need Tom Brady to win. We decide yeah. to screw the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> I think we broke like nine thousand podcast laws doing this. Dovell. So, have they decided? That's, a, that's a win for uh, me. Are you not watching this, Ralph? You're not in front no, of the No, my wife's watching the news. My wife. My wife. Borat's so back in, baby. My wife. So, what's the verdict? Is is the game a wrap? No. Uh, yeah. Yes. They called no. I guess they picked up the flag. Come on. Yeah. After all that? Yep. No two-point conversion. Of course oh, they well. did. You gotta be kidding me. Tampa, no. Tampa you, you knew it was gonna happen. One of the worst teams in the NFL. I don't know if I agree with that though. That looks like Pitt. Let me see here. They're showing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> he hit. It's pretty. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, thanks for joining us on God. this Bucks Radio Network. Well, that was a fun, exciting end. It was a fun, exciting. Well, they end. kicked the onside kick, right? Still yeah. Win. That ain't. Give it up, dude. It's done. It's a wrap. So, you should become a patron to this podcast and get this podcast every freaking day. And by the way, if the Saints do a trade tomorrow, of course, we will have the breaking news podcast as it happens. So, for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, I'm Ralph. Until next time, the bar is closed. We're coming for you, Tampa. Uh, Ooh, a lot of playbacks tonight.